welcome back to It Was Murder, the number one heart-to-heart podcast in the world. <laughs> I am your <laughs> diehard romantic, Eric Blood. Oh, I have to talk like that. No. <laughs> okay. Um, and I'm your devoted lover, Ellen Ito. <laughs> and I'm the satisfied virgin, Joe Garber. And tonight... No, I'm sorry. I won't do that all night. Uh, we have the honor and privilege to smelly discuss hearts. <laughs> smelly hearts, or as it's more popularly known, hearts on the scent. <laughs> sniff, sniff. Um, let's see if we can describe what this episode was about in 60 seconds or less. Just a whiff. In a, it's just a whiff of this episode in a segment we call the Minute Max, beginning with Ellen. Okay. Okay. What a surprise. (laughs) Thankfully. So I have a minute? You say I have a minute? You have 60 seconds. Oh, okay. Well, (laughs) I felt better about it when I had a minute, but let's just do this. (laughs) Okay. Hearts on the scent. So there is a man with a confusingly European accent and a mean-seeming lady, and they're arguing about how he has decided not to sell, I repeat, not to sell his perfume company to um, Jonathan Hart. So he's like, yeah, yeah, cancel the reception, do all the things. And that woman's like, oh, this is terrible. And we don't know why. And then she sprays some uh, shit somewhere. And then that man's own (laughs) beloved dog tears him to shreds. (laughs) So then I guess Jonathan's like, woo, now I have a perfume company. And then they have that reception. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. Suddenly, I can't remember anything that happens. <laughs> At the end, though, there is just such a spectacular fight in the Hart's house with Jennifer and this Claire woman who is a psycho just slugging it out while Jonathan wrestles with some perfume maker named Alex. <laughs> the nose. You're welcome, everybody. You're welcome. <laughs> the applause are deafening. Nicely done. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry, that's weird. Have you ever just? Well, you haven't had it in the time we've been doing this podcast. But literally, like, I just forgot everything. Oh, frequently. I've, I've there are several oh minimaxes where I'm, the I'm middle, completely the middle act of this episode. It's pretty forgettable, honestly. Well, let's okay. Let me see. If I, I, can... I was feeling good about my ability to do a minute max tonight. I really was. I was feeling really good about it. Mm. That was that was a nightmare. Okay, sorry. Oh my great. god! Like was that great. was nice. It was good. It was really good. Ellen. No, you did no. a good job. You Ellen, don't have you to great. say you're, that. You're great. What's happening? You're, you're worth it. <laughs> Charlie, <laughs> the stakes are low. Yeah, very. I will. Uh, <laughs> I will attempt to fill in some gaps. Uh, let's see what I can. Thank do you. With hearts on the scent, uh, this woman pours scope on her husband's. Uh, Jacket arm, he puts it on, his dog kills him because dogs hate scope. Uh, then the hearts are like, <laughs> we're going to buy a perfume company, and they're super excited, and they find out that the, the perfume company owner was the guy that was mauled to death by his dog. Uh, then they go to the perfume company, they talk to his wife, who is having an affair with one of the chemists, and they actually plotted to kill the husband with the scope. And uh, she was also like, I get $10 million. And he was like, we get $10 million. She's like, (laughs) yeah, right. (laughs) And then uh, Jonathan accidentally gets scope on his arm and freeway (laughs) attacks Jonathan. Um, Then they go to a party where everyone's wearing great stuff. Uh, The, the murderous wife tries to gas the hearts, but uh, Jennifer blows up the door with her chemistry skills. And then they 
make another bottle of scope. They invite the killers over to their house and they have a fight. Wigs akimbo. <laughs> oh, nice. well, CS, you were describing that. I'm like, yes, yes. That was so that was great. I love that part. Oh man. What's happening. All right. Hearts on the scent. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Pulaski from Star Trek Next Generation kills her husband with <laughs> scented dog attack juice. <laughs> and then the hearts uh, go on a tour of the laboratory that they're about to buy, which makes perfume. And then later go to a party at that same laboratory where Jennifer decides to wear a giant doily. Uh, she, They get stuck. They get trapped in the lab and they get gassed. But luckily, Jennifer uh, knows how to make explosion paste and puts it on the door and explodes. And then she's wearing a giant coffee filter the next morning to think about what had happened where they're still the whole middle of the episode is them trying to figure out what's going on. They don't really know. And then they realize it's the smelly dog attack (laughs) juice. So they make some because it smells like mint. They pretend like mouthwash is this dog attack juice and they put they splash it. They fuck with these people so hard (laughs) and they splash them with it with with a Doberman pincher in the the room. That's already kind of mean and they freak out and then there's a gun and they wrestle and then they get, they get them. (laughs) Yeah. Well done. Thanks you guys. Well, I mean, we obviously you, everyone listening now has a perfect idea of every beat of this episode, but just for shits and giggles, (laughs) The Sizzlers have included. Thank God. Yeah. Thank God. Let's see what they have to say. Think dog. The Sizzler Family Playhouse proudly presents Hearts on the Scent by Calvin Klein. Rosalind Shays kills her husband by smearing a sweater with liquid dog on it. What does Jennifer Hart smell like? How about sex and candy? A meeting between the villains reveals their nefarious plan and answers the eternal question of who let the dogs out? (laughs) (laughs) And now a word from Elanito. Not the blazer, Freeway. Tear up that ass ugly dress, boy. Wait, so Henri didn't want to sell the company to me? What the actual fuck? I heard this perfume launch party was going to be a gas, but seriously? To free them from the lab, Jennifer creates a mixture called I Blue Jonathan. Robert Wagner and Stephanie Towers in Breaking Bad, The Early Years. Step into my parlor, said the hearts to the ass clowns. Bye guy confrontation, Thomas Jonathan and Jennifer Channel, Miss Marple, and everyone goes barking mad. Happy Valentine's Day, Jonathan and Jennifer. We love you as much as you love each other. The, the end. end. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, that's right. It's a Valentine's Day episode, too. I gotta say, I love hearing Jenny break. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty yeah. damn good. You don't get it a lot, but that's, it is. I mean, she's a consummate professional, point. but yeah. it's when it happens, it's Truly. it's obviously worth it. <laughs> okay, <Jennifer>. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we have to talk about what the Sizzlers just called out because now I do know what happened in the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and why is Heart to Heart weaponizing dogs? I don't know. Right? So this is the second plot line where dogs are being used <laughs> as weapons, right? Because the... the Doggone it. That uh, one, it was weird. Well, no, it, they got addicted. They got it, addicted. Right? They weren't... They didn't become monsters. Uh, the rewrite just like, was that they became... They became weaponized. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're... <laughs> That is how I remember that episode, sort of, though. Oh, I guess it's not that the dog puts the guy in the wheelchair in the vat. No. Never no. mind. But either way, <laughs> that would have been amazing. Between, between Freeway getting shut up in the cabinets, but the dog on it, sex exploitation, Freeway being used as a drug-sniffing drug uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. airport. Like, it's just getting a little crazy with the dog action. Or running around I mean, with a gun in his just, mouth. 
equitable to have representation? I don't know. I think Freeway suggested it. I think he was like, I want to Freeway's fight. agent is yeah. like, I got to get in on this. I'm, was, an agent. I'm an actor. It was really cute <laughs> when he attacked Jonathan, though. That The noises he was making was so cute. It's, seeing a little friendly dog pretend like with with scary music behind it is <laughs> yeah. always just like <laughs> this this episode had two of my favorite things like a small dog a small cute dog playing with scary music behind it and <laughs> wigs 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 in a fight yeah, like that wigs, wigs in a fight yeah. is just so much wig yeah and like sudden wigs we'll get we'll get to it <laughs> yeah yeah sudden wigs and very compacted wigs as, except for <laughs> Alex's wig, which which was his hair grew like five inches. Yeah, <laughs> Alex's wig had the opposite effect that everyone's <laughs> wigs usually have because they've really improved Jennifer wig. Mm-hmm. Wardrobe um, department was going nuts on this episode. Dude, what the fuck? They were going wild. That's yeah. All of my notes are fashion notes. It was yeah. the best of times. It was the worst. Yes. Of times. You just nailed it right there. Yeah, for real. <laughs> God. Uh, Jennifer showing up at the chemistry lab wearing a crocheted doily on her on her black outfit. Problematic. But then the coffee filter yeah. at the house later. What are you doing? Yeah. Yes. That was I was insane. I was confused. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um I feel like the outfit that I couldn't stop staring at was Claire's murder outfit. Her, sorry, her fancy time mur- murder outfit. Love that it. was gorgeous. Love it. Yes. I took a picture of that one. The, yes. the silver, like, wow, silver mesh thing was like yeah, beautiful. Yeah, with just a pair of black pants. It was Which like, is oh, that's good. Crazy, because in the first scene, she's wearing like the she's wearing rotten mustard colored smock. Yeah. With pearls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's kind of like angry dental hygienist <laughs> opening scenes. Which is her character in Star Trek. Like she pretty much is <laughs> the same angry character. Angry dental hygienist. Yeah. It's oh. yeah. Funny, you know, she was in the original series Star Trek. She played three different characters in the original Star Trek. Wow. In nineteen sixty-eight. Stunningly beautiful. She's she so is. I love that actress. I think she's so I, Yeah, she is stunning. She was an unpopular character in Next Generation Pulaski because she replaced Beverly Crusher. Oh yeah, was like a can't. really popular well, character. But I really, I liked Pulaski. That's Wes's mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't Rep- fuck with Wes. If anything, mom. replace Wes. <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired. You're gonna get. Gonna I can't get go there threats. with you. I can't go there with death you. I can't go there with you. I love you, Pulaski though, and I love her. She's so great. Uh, <laughs> Diana Muldar, I think is how you say it. Yeah, I mean she's she's exquisite even with crazy eighties hair. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's a that's a tough hairdo to pull off. Really, very golden girls. Yeah, I mean that's rough. Yeah. Did did anyone else notice at the party there was a woman wearing a purple robe with this floral embroidery on the back? No. So she was wearing a bathrobe. Basically, basically, (laughs) but it was it was gorgeous. I couldn't stop looking at the woman with the red headband. Yes. Well, that was the server outfits at that because it was Valentine's Day. There were a bunch of people wearing the same one, but there was that one woman who just looked so stunning in, yes. it in the background. So tall. And, yes. Yeah, the, and the headband. That was the, amazing. The yeah. like braided headband with yeah. gold in it. I was like, this is the thing of the 80s that yes. I love and I, I know, wish we could come back. back. Yeah. It looks yeah. so good. I just like that the fashion for better or for worse was 
definitely a star in this episode. Yeah. Totally. I actually, yeah. I, <laughs> my favorite thing <laughs> this episode, I mean, there's a lot of things that I really like about this episode. Me too. If I'm, if I'm honest now that I remember it. Um, but what I love is when Alex, that assholey perfumier Alex, when he asks Claire, who was just murder her husband, murder by dog. Yeah. Um, why don't you just get divorced? <laughs> yeah, I know. And you guys, that's a question that crosses my true crime loving mind so frequently. Yeah. I mean, it's the I really first just question. Yeah. And but she actually had a good answer. Whereas like 99.9% of those jokers on Dateline do not have a good answer because they don't even have an answer except, you know, Mm. except I'm crazy, which is not really an answer Mm -hmm. or I'm stupid. Also not an answer. (laughs) But Claire's just straight up like she does everything short of like whip out her Texas Instruments calculator and just show him. (laughs) Right. She's like, motherfucker, I'm getting $10 million. I'm not taking half of this crap i'm not taking half of 10 million dollars plus whatever my husband's worth (laughs) yeah yeah she's like i'm not taking half what i love wow this this actually like i was i had to sit with it for a minute she gasses the hearts at the party she thinks she's gassing alex she thinks she's gassing alex she she goes to the little control room where they where you can operate all the doors and the air conditioning and right. she waits to see that someone has opened the laboratory door because she just told Alex, get your ass in there and oh. get that fucking bottle. So I'm sorry, but she's kind of great. I think she's one of the I better agree. villains that we've had. I thought she saw she watched the hearts walk through that door. No, no, there was no cameras. Oh. She she was just like wait, she was looking at the light to oh, see when the lab was open. That light. Yeah. yeah. So she does not give a shit. Not one. She's like down to kill everyone who's in the way mm-hmm. and she doesn't even care. It's and it's like I would accuse her of getting real sloppy, but when that crazy when she drops the weirdly the tularium tablets into that jar i mean that thing it made me think immediately of the fourth of july's most unthrilling yet totally amazing firework which is of course black snakes or magic colored snakes yes yes and it was like somebody threw like a brick of magic colored snakes (laughs) into the thing minus the snakes that was so much crazy burgundy deep burgundy colored smoke i was just like Mm -hmm. this is like an episode of the Batman TV show. Like <laughs> yeah. that smoke is or from Mr. the Joker. Wizard. That's, that's the Joker's smoke. <laughs> so, <laughs> True. Joker level smoke. Correct. But so after she does this, she finds out that she fucked up and, and Alex is she still killed, alive. She killed no one. Yeah. She killed no one, but she's at this point, she's just like, fuck Alex yeah. sees her in the car. They like, they meet up in their car and he says, like, don't worry, I'm not going to kill you like you tried to kill me. And then just like, let's just go about our plan. Yeah. Kissy, kissy, kiss. Yeah. What the fuck? He just wants the money. I feel yeah, like he was like, going to kill her the second he got the money. That's I kind of assume that too. But honestly, my first instinct was you are an idiot. You yeah. are the dumbest person in this episode. Actually, I take it back. I don't think Alex would kill anybody. Because he brings up multiple times how cold-blooded she is. Oh, but he brought a and gun he, to the Hart's house. Right, but he expresses like anxiety 
that she's like all willy nilly trying to kill people or whatever. And he was waiting in her car, which is mm. so creepy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But also, I think he knows he has that hag over the barrel. I mean, she, the actress is not a hag. <laughs> you think, I think he knows he has over the barrel because every time he does anything, she's like looking at him and he controls her when he says stuff like, oh, you're almost acting like a wife. And then, oh, yeah. Says, witchy and <laughs> and threatened right and like at the party he's talking to some people and she's like just like staring over there like it's there's a lot of not very nice emotions emitting from claire throughout the episode from the moment it begins to the very ending no it is she is seething with rage and yeah malevolence and at yeah. the beginning i just thought oh she is miserable and then it was like Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> when she locks them in and gasses them, I had carbon with different weather vibes. Oh, me too. I did sure. too. And I kept waiting for switches. like ho 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 hots. Yeah. Like some yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cause she went for the air conditioning. And I was like, is she I gonna love... freeze them? Yay. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Is it gonna get really hot in the yeah. laboratory? The signage of that laboratory is like on they're on it with the signs because they're that auxiliary laboratory door yeah. that she goes through. Mm-hmm. And then the vent that goes into the R and D laboratory <laughs> is labeled R and D laboratory, yes. which I guess would be important, but that label is just clearly very fake and just like <laughs> written on there. It was so funny. Oh my God. This was like season one set design. Yeah. Like it, was, it was some real like, like leftover shit going Speaking on. Speaking of the set design that we got to see our vet again, yes. at her tea room vet office. But <laughs> yeah. Jane Lynch. Yeah. Jane Lynch. I feel like they took Dr. our Barrett's note. back. They took our note that it what didn't look enough like a vet room because behind her in every shot there was a huge pic like poster of a cat that's yeah. I couldn't read what it said. But I know it was she some kept blocking the words and it was making me crazy phrase <laughs> about feeding your cat something. So uh, funny. <laughs> I did love uh, Huey though Huey the Doberman. Yeah, yeah. I love Doberman Pinchers. I think they're so cute uh, and yes, of they're course, they're so shiny. They yeah. are. They make them. They've made them. They have villainized Doberman Pinchers yeah. like since Doberman Pinchers existed, I guess. But he was so cute and it reminded me so much of Boba. I'm sorry. Because when Boba is uh, excited yeah. and happy, she snarls. She smiles, but it looks like a growl. <laughs> yeah. It looks like she's <laughs> so I was baring like, her teeth, but she's not. He's got Boba's yeah. thing. Like, that's energy. so cute. And and Aww. I loved it when he had his face buried in Jonathan's crotch. While he was yeah. like, she was like, just pet him. Yeah. The vet. <laughs> Love the vet. I hope the vet is is like the new Stanley. Like yeah. I want more vet. <laughs> <laughs> the vet's seems, awesome. She it's seems true. pretty we chill. Yeah, she's cool. She's she has been through it all. She's yeah, like, she I don't give a didn't shit. Care when they you want to borrow my, you want to borrow this dog? Sure. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I think that Joe, you were saying like that the middle part. Were you insinuating that it, was it dragging for you when the hearts were trying to figure it out? It didn't really drag. It was just like what is what is the plot doing during the whole middle where they don't know what's what happened, and then there's party. There's they go to the lab, but they're not really piecing anything together and nothing's really being developed. It's just, they're kind of just floating around for the whole middle section. I thought I felt like it was mm-hmm. one of the more realistic, not realistic, but like one of the more kind of honest uh, discoveries of how, of what happened. Like, yeah. because yeah. it was just the like same. these small things and they never were suspicious until a certain point. And yeah. I thought that was really it's true. That was really well done. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's so simple and they didn't, they, they, 
this was one of the least convoluted plots yeah. we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're doing what you would normally do if your dog suddenly had weird behavior. You're not going to think like so and so at the perfume company right. is evil. Yeah. <laughs> you right. know, like it does take them a long time. Even though Max brought them the newspaper, they know that that guy was killed by his own dog. Like mm-hmm. they're just not. I think that that it's a very for the hearts an exceedingly ordinary response to the events where their dog suddenly becomes like a vicious attack dog. Mm-hmm. And they just do the normal thing you would do, which is contact, like take the dog to Jane Lynch and like, <laughs> you know, have tea while she's uh, yeah. Yeah. It. some of her <laughs> but, fabulous tea. But I, yeah, I kind of got down with that pacing. Like there could have been like more moments I think of, of suspense, but that just really wasn't in the cards for this yeah. storyline. And I, I like that on the one hand, there's, a villainess who is like real crazy. Mm-hmm. Like Claire is really, yeah, she's well, a killer. She's fucked up. She's, she's ready. Stone cold killer. She's having a problem with every single part of her life, <laughs> even though she just did something that's going to get her like 10 million fucking dollars. She's like, as it becomes, as it unravels, like she's Claire regards everyone around her the same way that, she knows they should regard her, which is with deep suspicion. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right? Yeah. Um, and to be on the defensive. And that's how she navigates the whole thing from the first moment we see her in Henri, rest in peace. Um, I I liked the pacing. I liked that it was just very organic feeling. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, there's some real berserker classic heart-to-heart moments, which is, of course, trapped in the room, poison, mm-hmm. crazy escape room moments, um, all great, mm-hmm. I think. And spectacular fist fight in living room, which I always love. Oh, What was their well, plan? Yeah. So I was confused about the hearts. They find something that smells like the juice so that they can pretend like they have the dog attack juice still and they leave it on the mantle and leave them in the room with it just to like telltale heart them they just want to fuck with them they're just fucking with them but they just mess with them which is hilarious and then didn't expect them to have a gun i guess no, they didn't expect. Them I to wouldn't have, have expected to have poisoners to have a gun. Right. The thing that I love is is the phone call that Jennifer has with Claire, where she just leaves Claire hanging, mm. like the, with the in, insinuation that it's like, well, that could have repercussions, bitch. Yeah, like, like she's it's basically just like, you best get your ass over here. Yeah, you want, you yeah, want your ten million dollars? Yeah. You better get your ass over right? here. Right? Yeah, and I love that they just that they fuck with them you know the hearts don't like it when you fuck with dogs yeah dude so and they killed I, a, they, they essentially killed a dog oh yeah, yeah. The, that dog got put down claire yeah. killed that dog and then she even talks about it right oh i wasn't i was never very fond of the dog or whatever she says and that's the second golden opportunity to start to hate claire real bad if oh yeah you didn't already hate her for what she'd already done but the <laughs> i love it because i like it when anyone pulls any variation on the thing where you throw something and the person catches it and you learn they're actually left-handed. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. And so to me, that's what the hearts were doing. The classic thing where they're just fleshing them out. I mean, they kind of know already, which makes it even better to me that they're just fucking with them. Just fucking with them. Yeah. Yeah. And he, yeah. So Jonathan spills some on her dress and then she flips out then and he pours it on alex yeah, he just that, throws it that, that got a real belly laugh out of me yeah. like that was so good but i have to say that her performance 
in that scene yeah. was stellar. It's like, great. She would you keep that dog away from me? Yeah. I was like, ooh, girl, yeah. oh, you she's get so it. good. <laughs> if I were so good, and then she ends up like just falling over onto the chair. After, yeah, and just uh, lounging. Yeah, they both wig, do. Wig fist fight. <laughs> and to to give context, so the hearts, like you said in your mid max, like the hearts are locked in the in the thing. Claire tries to gas them, it doesn't work, and then the hearts are like wait, how do we, you know, we know it's them, but we have to, how do we prove it basically, right? Because yeah. they're like, we we think it's this mm-hmm. minty dog insanity <laughs> juice, but we don't know. Let's fake them out. And yeah. this is like like the thing, right? So to give that context. They discover that in the weirdest, they shot that in the weirdest way. The discovery that they, that the hearts discover the romantic thing between Claire and Alex. Oh yeah. When they drive by them. It's from the perspective of Claire. Also kind of a natural thing. Totally. It's natural, but the way they shot that was very bizarre because it's from the perspective of the villain. The hearts drive by and then you hear voiceover of Jonathan saying, do you know who that was? Yeah, it was weird. It was like. I loved that. I like I liked it too, but it weirded me out. Like it was like a weird, a weird aphasia. Felt like a fever dream, sort of. Yeah, yeah, it was weird. But also, they were driving fast, which I think you would do after you fucking almost got gassed at your own goddamn perfume company. Yeah, you'd explode yourself out of the auxiliary lab. (laughs) Yeah, so I don't know. I I love that the fist fight, like I mentioned in my minute max, I thought was spectacular. Clearly made a big impression upon me, but it was because it was just extra yeah Hmm. they didn't really so weirdly from the scene after she kills the guy with his own dog there's this interstitial commercial for perfume with valentine's day candy yeah yeah that was so very bizarre of crappy valentine's day yeah (laughs) which i love like it, it looks great but it was like what is this like that seems like the title sequence but they didn't use it like that yeah, it, it was, was just a they couple had a cold shots. open first, and then they. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it was that was odd. It was really it was weird, weird. Odd, but yeah. I did. I liked it because it reminded me of like all those, like the baseball card episode. <laughs> oh, the totally. the chocolate episode. Totally. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Or the food, or, or the, the food chef the, one. Yeah. The TV oh, chef. Mrs. Oh, Miss Bittersweet. All those seventies <laughs> um, recipes floating. The by. I have to talk about Jonathan giving Jennifer. Naming yep. a perfume after Jennifer mm-hmm. with that fantastic Charlie-esque font on it <laughs> and giving her the opportunity to create her own fragrance, yeah. which in my mind is like a dream come true. Mm. I don't wear a ton of fragrance, but I just am fascinated by how tantalizing smells can be, fragrance can be. And so to me, if I had a millionaire husband, that would be a spectacular gift because it's both personal and creative. Like I love that. You know, you can you can do that now, like on a on a, a modest budget. Uh, we were in Encinitas for uh, something, yeah, and we were wandering the main street of Encinitas that was like just thrift stores, bars, and then a make your own perfume shop. No, it was candles. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was thinking. candles. So, but oh, similar, I hate candles. Similar idea. I hate candles. <laughs> you, what was weird about this store is that you mix, I think, like five different scents together or something or four different yeah. scents together to make one candle. And I was like, that's very bizarre. Yeah, to I guess mix. That was, that's, that's one more candle than anybody should fucking be making. Um, well, the weirdest have, thing about that place was that they played club music super fucking loud. Oh, they gave you champagne. It was like drug, drug front. 
It was a bachelorette um, party. Ooh, gosh. That seems about right. Mm-hmm. I, Joe, you should have been lighting them to your candle, <laughs> your candle making <laughs> secrets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that would really be. I have an idea. Um, an exciting money maker. Yeah. yeah. Joe's candles. candles are very. <laughs> Joe's <for> scented candles. <laughs> yeah, step aside, diptyque. White, white um, wine Joe's scented candles. Uh, Jennifer got a D in chemistry, and the only thing she remembered was how to make a bomb. Uh, I love the Dor- <laughs> I think that's, Dorton nitrate. That seems about right. That's, that seems about right. I love it. Hand me that Dorton nitrate. <laughs> <laughs> I have actually made a fragrance for someone mm. myself oh. one time. I made it for um, my dear friend uh, and spooky sister. Jennifer, mm. and it is a combination of all of the oils that the Egyptians traditionally used to embalm mummies. Yes, you Ooh. told us about this at yeah. the, in the the racist Egyptian episode. <laughs> yep, I'm bringing it back for the perfume episode because it is the only time I've done that. But it it is weird that I've never made one for myself. What uh, what are the embalming scents? I always forget the fourth one. But it's once it's kind of like what the three wise men brought yeah, frankincense the, theoretically myrrh. Myrrh. hypothetically brought to Jesus. <laughs> huh. That's funny. <laughs> it smells good. Yeah. Um I would just it be smells good. I don't know. There's definitely a specific science to smells, and I'm basing this off the scenes in Halston where they create the perfume where oh, she's God. like, you need a base and then you need a mid and you need a high, which seems mm-hmm. Seems true it's in legit. my mind. Like, yeah, that's real. Yeah, you you have a bottle of Halston. Do you like it? Yeah, but I put some on and I don't smell it very much. And then I walked past Eric one time and he was like, "Whoa!" And I was like, "Oh no!" Yeah, no, that was that was a lot. I don't want to be that guy. That was a lot. Yeah, I, I that's like the thing. Halston. So yeah, when I, I like thought about yeah. that perfume party and the the women walking around with perfume bottles spraying people, mm. all I kept mm. thinking was, I wouldn't be able to be in that room. <laughs> Like yeah. I would be sneezing, yeah. I, my eyes would be watering. <laughs> oh, when we went to Dune at the Chinese theater, I walked past a Sephora, I think, and I was like, yeah. "Oh my god!" Like it's so yeah. overwhelming. It's too much. I used to love wearing scent, like on a consistent basis, but I feel like in terms of the types of scents that I gravitate towards, it's been a winding path. Mm. But I did. I was like, huh, I wonder what Jennifer's going to smell like, the perfume, not actual Jennifer. Um, but I did look on the interwebs to find out what um, perfumes were popular. But then I found a list that purports to be the 20 best-selling fragrances of all time. Oh. Um, and I'm assuming that's a volume-based thing. Um do you want to know what they are? Yeah, I definitely. Do. Well, I saw a, a list of the ones that are bestsellers right now. It's probably and like it was kind. Of, it was kind of surprising. Britney Spears scent <laughs> perfume and Lady Gaga toxic. Or like, doesn't Beyonce have one? <laughs> well, the I mean, you can tell from the list of what's popular right now. You can tell who has the buying power. You can just tell what demographic there's more the fuck of perfumes. (laughs) But um, so number one on, I'll just run down this list quickly. I think I wrote down the top 10, but I'll just read until I'm done. And whoever's counting just like, yeah, you can just correct me. (laughs) Margaret will let us know. (laughs) Also edit out that mummy thing. Why do I keep telling that story? I guess because I love it. (laughs) Um, 
I'm not going to edit that. Number one, Chanel number five. Mm, Yep. Number two, also from Chanel, and it's Coco, but not straight up Coco. It's Coco Mademoiselle. Mm, Then Miss Miss Dior. Then uh, Victor and Rolf's Flower Bomb. That surprised me. (laughs) Yves Saint Laurent's Black Opium, not regular opium, Black Opium. Mm. Um, Then C by Giorgio Armani. Mm-hmm. Estee Lauder Pleasures, Gucci Bloom, Baccarat Rouge 540, which I had never heard of and has kind of an interesting backstory. And then like kind of a rogue uh, fragrance. I don't know how to say the company name. Um, it's spelled B-Y-R-E-D-O. But the name of the fragrance, do with this what you will. The name of the fragrance is Mojave Ghost. Ooh, <laughs> that sounds like a shoegaze album. That's crazy, right? Then the label for Mojave Ghost is um, real spare aesthetic. <laughs> but I'm not a fan of Chanel Number no. Five, although it's very evocative of certain people to me, mm. a certain moment in time. But most of these, I have to just say, I don't think I've ever had the pleasure or the um, displeasure. Yeah. Did you have? Have either of you ever worn a scent like? Like kind of exclusively worn a scent for any period of time. Yes, Old Spice. Old Spice. Mm-hmm. I like that smell. Mm-hmm. That's it, though. Basically, Ellen? I like Old Spice. A- it I, makes me think of my dad. I also wore Axe body spray when I was in middle school. Oh, I a don't lot, like that smell. <laughs> a lot of it. Is there just one smell that is Axe body spray? Oh, no, it's or got is it flavors. It's smells? like there's an Arctic blast, and there's <laughs> when I started using so it's it, like car air fresheners. I think I got first generation, the, and there I think there was just one, just like. It was just Axe body spray. Axe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. Have you? Have you ever used this? I scent? used to wear Egg Weast, uh, which I think was a Chanel. It was a men's Chanel fragrance. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I really loved it at the time. Does that mean egg white? No, it means what conceited. It, <laughs> conceited. What does it smell like? Or what's its, it's primary? It's spicy. It's like, mm-hmm. uh, it's very spicy and a little sweet. Um, mm. It's It's, what I liked about it was that it was, a feminine masculine fragrance mm. um unlike ck1 which came out right around the time that uh every gay teenager started wearing fragrances <laughs> <laughs> uh, but i didn't like ck1 oh, that it, time because ck1 smelled like uh smelled like hairspray to me uh but egoist i i just liked it it was very it, it was warm and i think it reminded me of what my mom smelled like when she would pick me up from my grandparents' house after work. Oh, uh, that's a which nice, is gonna lead into nice my next memory. person. But what did you what was your scent, Ellen? Um I have I've had several over the years. Um when I was a teenager, I loved opium. Mm-hmm. The original opium because they hadn't invented black opium, <laughs> which just sounds like heroin. Yeah. It um does. then I shifted gears kind of dramatically and moved away from of course all those those base notes are in the oriental category mm-hmm. um of scents and a huge number of the ones i listed i thought it would be floral primarily but it most of them have oriental notes but um then i really liked calyx which i don't know if they still make it was made by prescriptives and it's a super green um scent and so ever since then i really love much like i love green and sour and citrusy flavors mm. and wood like woody mm. notes oh. that defines 
fragrances that I'm drawn to now. So the most recent fragrance that I would wear with any regularity that's like a brand, like a big, like a designer thing is light blue from Dolce & Gabbana, but that's been years. So I really like Demeter and I like to wear uh, one that's called Snow that actually has ionized electrostatically charged water. So when you spray it in, into the air and walk into it, it makes your nose tingle the way oh. that the air makes your nose tingle hmm. when it's snowing. I also have ones that are like thunderstorm and rain that smell like petrichor. And so those are the scents I like right now is is real like earthy or clean, hmm. like kind of um, for lack of a better way to describe it, things that smell like water. Hmm. Nice. I love that. That sounds awesome. Uh, you you brought up woodsy stuff, and so mm-hmm. when I was when I was eighteen, I worked at Abercrombie and Fitch for about a year. And this is before they were they were like a mall store, uh, but it was it was, was it before Jonathan saw that somebody in the jungle of Peru was wearing Abercrombie and Fitch boots. <laughs> no, it was after that because I am not. Uh, uh, contrary to popular, you're not popular as belief, old as me. I am not 87 <laughs> years old, but uh, I it was it. I got the job right after the limited bought Abercrombie and Fitch, so they were doing like the transition into like we're gonna be fashionable clothes for mall crowd. Uh, but mm. I worked at the Four Seasons Hotel downtown Abercrombie and Fitch downtown seattle wow. and uh it it felt super fancy to me <laughs> and the four seasons is super fancy that's legit they had a scent called i think it was called woods mm. and it was so good like just thinking of it like if i smelled it now i would be thrown into like a nostalgia fit and probably be foaming at the fucking mouth but yeah it smelled like bo but sweet like it it smelled like a mm. fuck it smelled like a hot man like it just mm. it really smelled good mm. interesting uh, i don't know if they even make that anymore i i highly doubt that they're still in the scent business i don't think anyone's doing scents anymore oh they like, are the gap used to they do are. scents. yeah there's a lot they of- totally are mm-hmm. yeah i guess I i'm just so out of that like i haven't worn anything like that in decades i've been i've been wanting to get one like there's all those come to garcon like star and garage they have mm-hmm. these like olfactory library scents that are really interesting mm-hmm. I, but i just how do you commit to a full bottle i don't know so that's why i have that holsting so i found it at a state sale and it was a dollar so i was like i guess mm-hmm. I'll just, it's this the all original ha- bottle so yeah, it's like really cool. the bottle is, is everything but how do you commit to a full bottle. bottle of like how do you know how you're gonna like it I got these like essential oil scents when we were in Ojai and I put it on one day and I was disgusted by it. <laughs> it made me like sick and I had to wash it off. It I think so because gross. I cook and because I like to eat, mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. want to wear a scent because uh, it's the same reason that I get mad if there's a scented candle lit when there's dinner happening. Oh, it's like, yeah. this is not like I would rather smell like a roast than smell like. <laughs> a, ro- a roast and patchouli like i i think that scent is such a strong sense mm-hmm. that you have to be <laughs> you have to be like okay well this is what like i'm going to dinner i'm not going to wear a scent yeah sure sure depending um, on the dinner depending on the dinner yeah if you're going to a dinner at a punk house you might please want your axe body <laughs> slather <spray>. yourself in, <laughs> in axe body spray uh someone gave me an enormous bottle of a scent that's actually from a big box type retailer 
and they gave it to me because it's called Surfing Feelings. Ooh. And everybody knows that I have a lot of surfing feelings. <laughs> um, you do. Some of the, my surfing feelings are, ow, my knee's fucked up. But <laughs> it actually smells really great. Mm. Um, I don't think that that it's like they're like, people who surf are going to like this smell. But if they did, it's successful. It Does worked. It smell like briny salt water? Um, no, it's, and it's a little sweeter than like, it surprised me. I was kind of expecting something that smelled like salt water, which is a smell that I really like, or that had that funkiness to it. But I would say it leans more towards like the scent that Eric's describing from Abercrombie and Fitch, which is like Bonnie Bell's skin, which I think is a classic scent where suddenly somebody figured out that that weird, like baby smell or whatever is a smell that people really respond to. Like we're, biologically keyed to not want to murder but things that smell good i think mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> if you were going to make if you were going to make your own scent do you do you have a sense of what your scent would be for yourself or or for like i want i want other people to smell like this because mm. i kind of i'm m- mine is like I want other people to smell like this. Oh, what is it? <laughs> oh, it's, that's interesting. This, this is going to sound like a joke, and it is absolutely not. Um, it is menthol cigarettes Ugh. and double mint gum. Oh, yeah. This is what my mom smelled like when she would pick me up from my grandparents' house. Yeah. And it was the most like enveloping. It's, sweet. Su- it's, it's very sweet. It's extremely sweet, and it's very mm. like the mixture of them. And and of course, it probably also had to do with whatever scent she was wearing, um, which I don't. Which for a while was Giorgio, uh, hmm. but I I'm not it, the the strongest notes of it were tobacco hmm. and mint. And I for me that's powdery. That. Yeah, like that's especially like smelling double mint gum. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it actually is because of the weird powder they put around it, so it doesn't stick to the wrapper. <laughs> but there's something that. It's like a mint leaf and sugar, but yeah, it's like, it's like powdered somebody's sugar. holding it in their hand. You can just barely smell it through like like somebody's wrapped it in a handkerchief or something, a mint yeah. leaf and a sugar cube. That's what it smells like to me. Mm-hmm. It's a very evocative, like nostalgic smell for sure. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I already ran down my list, but what would you? Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I'm not very good at scents and like perfumes especially it's something like i've always like kind of ignored <laughs> throughout life i guess mm-hmm. for, for whatever reason uh there was i remember a specific scent that the guy who ran the amtrak train would wear and so whenever he walked up and down the aisles of the train i would be like mm-hmm. on the snowy train through washington and montana to go home for christmas so that Mm -hmm. is like middle of the night 3 a.m like lounge car looking out on the beautiful mountain scenery and then that he would walk past and like whatever scent he was wearing would follow him which was like that whatever scent that was would be great Mm -hmm. (laughs) i like that scent. and jonathan hart would come and throw him off the back of the train (laughs) yeah kick him through the window he would drag him through the train by his medallion (laughs) murder him yeah But I like, uh, yeah, I like uh, everything you described. Sounded great. I mean, I'm probably not menthol <laughs> and gum. I love. I for me. I love wouldn't. the smell. I, I. I. This is extremely unpopular, but and I and I don't think anyone should smoke cigarettes. But I 
do love the way, and I hate, I hate that I'm saying this. I do love the way that women smell when they smoke. Um, mm. Because frequently they are wearing a scent or they're wearing scented lotion or mm. scented products. Mm-hmm. And that, or just their shampoo. Yeah. Any, like any Ooh, of these yeah. things mix the, a sweet smell mixed with tobacco is so good to me. Like it just makes me feel comforted in this weird way. And I'm sure it's just because of my mom, but I just mm-hmm. love it. I think it's fantastic. I mean, I think tobacco, it's also like one of the, I think even more so than people wearing perfume, people who smoke, like it's, it's the strongest smell you're going to get off somebody really like, and it's just instantly recognizable. Right. But I think tobacco of course expands also into like cigars and pipes tobacco. And then Mm. there's, then there's all that variation. Right. So I think that tobacco is a pretty popular note in fragrance. And I think now it's this moment where things like Santal 33, like, Fragrance companies are filling in these niches where they're just going for a unisex market. And for whatever reason, um, unisex seems to just mean that they put less floral notes in it. Yeah. Which I think is... It's more spice-driven. It's more like spice and and Yeah, and earth, things like Shiper. And yeah, and it's... Yeah. It just smells more like that whale bar for whatever. But I think that that's something that perfumers should should begin to challenge. I think there's a way to sort of make floral into an acceptable men's or unisex fragrance. It just must be about the layering, like you were talking about, Joe, just about what what note it is. But yeah, yeah I I always like I like things that smell weird, but I, I'm for myself, I'm not a fan of floral things and like Chanel number five like I somebody gave me a bottle of cocoa which was really nice of them but when I smelled it I wanted to rip my nose off and throw it away and I'm sorry (laughs) for people that love cocoa and apparently cocoa mademoiselle just knocks them dead everywhere but (laughs) it's just it's not that that's not a a great perfume because it must be but Mm -hmm. I simply can't handle like My nose doesn't want to smell flowers that, ever. That level of floral, that's like the Sephora thing of just like major floral sense that I mm. can't. I mean, it's fine a little bit, obviously, moderation, it's fine. But that is can be get over, overwhelming so quickly. Uh, a scent that I can't believe hasn't been... Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I just smashed into air while he's <laughs> gesticulating about. Uh, like my mom is texting me. <laughs> she uh, can sense that I was like, talking about She's like, about stop her. talking about me. Yeah. My neighbor and I grew tomatoes this past summer and like leaning over a to- the tomato plant and watering it, the leaves give off their incredible fresh tomato leaf scent. Really that- distinctive, yeah. strange yes. green smell. Yes. Yeah. so green. It's amazing. It's like. And the stickiness of the leaves is also really weird. Yeah, that is so amazing. We were we were trying to figure out maybe uh, distilling essential oil from it to make some stuff. Uh, Well, it's not not the leaves, but I think Joe Malone wasn't the first like super popular Joe Malone fragrance tomato. Oh, was it? Am I remembering that? I I think it was Joe Malone. Um, (laughs) I don't know tomato. Yeah. I would so recommend Dem- Demeter used to do a tomato fragrance. Is it? That's fun. 
but not tomato leaf. Is that a different? I wonder if how it's different not it the is. leaf, but there's something the tomato smell really brings in those notes. Like it's like lingering there. That that sort slightly astringent version mm-hmm. of green that is a tomato leaf. Mm-hmm. Are we still talking about heart to heart? <laughs> no, we are. The uh, the company Loewe has a tomato <laughs> tomato leaf room spray that I want to get, but it's pretty expensive. Anyways. Uh, I also my favorite scent on a man usually is powder based. Mm. Uh, Interesting, usually, like, baby powder, like, similar thing. Baby powder based, like <laughs> I, I, I love it because it mixes with anything that mixes with a natural body odor. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it cuts like the acrid smell of sweat. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Man, those That's some good shit. I tried out those organic, you know, just natural deodorant lemon. It was like lemongrass. And it made me smell so disgusting. I couldn't handle it. It was so <laughs> gross. I was like, it was the opposite. It made it so much worse. Whatever was happening. Yeah, it would have been better. Yeah, off if we're it. talking about about not things that make you not smell. Yeah. I got a sample of this weird stuff that's supposed to be just like an across the board, like odor neutralizing cream. Mm. And I was like, I'm, I smell, I'll bite. Hmm. that shit works i don't remember the name oh. of it but i was it was it was kind of creepy where i was like you know what like if i was doing high level crimes <laughs> i would cover myself in this stuff because i think it would make you in some ways invisible yeah huh and that's the power of scent right huh yeah i've asked you this before but i don't think i have a scent like i'm sure i do like on a dog level but uh i don't <laughs> I don't seem to have a scent. <laughs> yeah, not so really. I'm robbing all y'all bitches. Yeah. All right, let's do this thing. <laughs> I'm your, I'm your guy. I'm your uh, working this man. Is I perfect. Can get in, I can get in and get out and leave Finally. no trace. The smellometers <laughs> won't go off when you go into the bank. Um, <laughs> last thing about scent that's really weird. When Ellen, when you said petrichor, that smell, uh-huh. which is like just after a rain smell, right? <sighs> mm-hmm. The best. That's. A scent I've had my whole life that it's closest to that. It's like a musk that I smell, and then I see a daddy long leg spider. Oh yeah, he can smell daddy long leg spiders. He's not the only one. Which seems insane to say, but I think it's true because every time I smell that very specific smell, I see a daddy long leg spider. Mm-hmm. It's oh interesting. And I've looked must... it up. What if they put off odor? And I don't. I haven't seen any thing on it or we, but we talked to some people that were like yeah oh really that's Did a legit thing. i don't remember that you should email um an entomology department it's mm, a good idea i'm sure they would or have you tried this is so old school have you called the library and asked them <laughs> no i <laughs> think they would know do you think yeah, they would know they, now <laughs> um no but they would look it up and call you back they'd google it huh that'd be interesting yeah, yeah i'd like to see that Anyways, that's my nose, my fancy nose. All right, before smell. I start talking about the library, <laughs> let's the get musky back to the smells show. of the library. I love the library, but yeah, you can get that as a fragrance, like old books. Oh, really? That's funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. All oh, right. Back to the episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't remember which one we're talking about anymore. Just kidding. Um, the bone, <laughs> the building that they yeah. used for. For Beaumont Fragrance Headquarters. Where is that building? No idea. I don't think I've ever seen it. Unless it's in Little Tokyo. 
I don't remember what yeah. the building looked like. It's so it's cool. like it's like a it looks like it's a metal building with no right angles. It's just all rounded yeah. edges oh. and inset so windows. So cool. It just looks like a mirrored hmm. It looks like that mall building. in Little Tokyo. Like oh. next to the venue that we were oh, at the other okay. day. But I, it's not that. Uh, it's I wonder if it's like in Studio City or something. I would I would guess it's in either Studio City or Wilshire. Because mm. Wilshire has it's a bunch really of really cool looking. It was like, you go on Beaumont. <laughs> yeah. One fun fact that Claire dropped in the episode that I thought was really interesting is when she's giving the hearts their introductory tour of their soon-to-be their company, Beaumont Fragrances, that she says that a, a significant portion of their work is creating industrial fragrance. Oh. And I have never in my whole fucking life ever thought to consider where the fragrances come from that are not perfume, which is ridiculous because everything is so scented that you have to buy things specifically called out as being unscented, right? So yeah. there's so much fragrance in every single product that we use for every single thing mm -hmm. that, of course, that's a huge thing. But I felt like my mind exploded because I had never once given a thought to that. And mm. so I was just like, oh, Claire, you're evil, but you know what about fragrances <laughs> what would industrial fragrance be i immediately like thought our of dryer sheets like, or like our, pledge. Our, our dish our dishwashing detergent yeah yeah okay. that makes sense which i yeah. just i just found my favorite dishwashing mm -hmm. detergent scent that I've, i'm gonna continue to try to buy which is like pomegranate and rose or something it's like so good hmm. <laughs> huh that sounds very iranian it's really nice oh I had this whenever I <clears throat> went on my big European adventure. I had rose lip balm mm. that I was using. So anytime I smell rose, now it's like I'm walking. I'm depressed, and I'm in the streets of Venice. <laughs> <laughs> when I smell mm. rose, I think of being of in the scent. I think mm. of being in the studio of, of being in the studio with Ish because he has everything rose scented. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Interesting. It yes, is. I, Ish is the Ish is the man that's like fuck you. I'm gonna smell like a flower. <laughs> That's good. Finally, I've been looking for him for at least 10 minutes. Um, <laughs> I love when uh, the fight scene, Jonathan comes flying into the shot of the villains. Yes. After so the, funny. Knocked a gun out of his hand. It's, that's really a reminder of when he used to toss things and totally. just shoot straight into someone's hand. It was like Jonathan tossed his whole body and, oh at God. them. And then oh, it was so good. They tussle around for a while. Um, Jennifer gets in on it and wrestles around with uh, Claire and they, the gun goes off, which I, if I was Jonathan, I'd be like, holy shit, <laughs> Jennifer's dead. <laughs> But uh, they keep fighting, and then he punches Alex in the nose, gives him a bloody nose, and they both, all, both the villains, go flying back into pristine white chairs. Yeah, and then he says, mm -hmm. "My nose it's is destroyed." It's <laughs> 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 so good. Uh, I, lo I I loved uh, Claire's outfit in the fight scene, like her, Me too. her the sweater, geometric with, pattern sweater, fucking great. Oh, oh yeah, so yeah, good. Good short sleeve sweater. I want that. Yeah. It's it's yeah, almost cool. like like whoever was putting together the costumes was fired fifteen minutes into the episode. <laughs> so like, strange. You cannot put another doily on on someone. Get out. <laughs> Just like what with this 
brown. It's like a suede-ish <laughs> felt dress with a shoulder-yoked doily with little tassels that Jennifer wears. What is the motivation for putting her in that? Is it something that they thought looked, was fashionable at the time? Something they were trying to sell? Were they trying to like make her look matronly for the scene? There was a there was a, in the early eighties. There was a Victorian chic. Yeah, thing. show it to me. Do you have an? Are you looking yeah. at it? Right now? I remember it, but I want to get. Yeah, yeah. There's very much like a Laura Ashley influence thing happening, like a little house on the prairie vibe, yeah. a Victoriana thing. And so all of that is, I don't know. I think it's like connected to what the kids call cottage now, but it's a lot of calico, mm-hmm. a lot of, I think people connected it with, particularly with little house on the prairie TV show vibes, which of course is a shit ton of calico, mm-hmm. but people would pair it with like high button boots like it was a very confusing time. There were a lot of lace trimmed tiered skirts, lots of ribbon embellishment, mm-hmm. lots of that kind of collar. And I think you can blame it all on Laura Ashley and then <laughs> borderline Ralph Lauren. And kind of it's kind of a hippie vibe, sort of. Like it's a California mm-hmm. lady, right? No. It's kind of No, well, not no, hippie. It's, not oh. hippie. Because it's really? not not it's the bizarre super, boho. It's like really conservative. It's oh. prairie. Yeah. It's prairie. prairie, yeah. Which is now yeah. Coming back, I mean, those Target dresses, those designer dresses they're selling at Target, have you seen these? They are crazy prairie. Yeah. It's a nap dress. Is that what I don't know the names of any of them? They're <laughs> this, like, this is the dress I wear when I take a nap. They are like <laughs> poofy. It's, the shape makes me want to take a nap when I <laughs> yeah. have to look at it. It's crazy. <laughs> But it's working. It seems like I've seen them everywhere. It's I mean, so insane. I, we're in LA though. Like LA women wear <laughs> yeah. some real wild ass shit. <laughs> yeah. Just pair it, pair it with a very large brimmed hat. Yeah. And there you go. You, yeah. And then off you are in, influencing everyone. Yeah. Go off and influence. And then off you are taking up a table for three hours and yelling <laughs> so loudly into the back of my head <laughs> on your phone. Um, okay. Is it time? Or pick your poke. Ellen? Oh, my God. There isn't one in this episode. Clearly. Claire. Claire? <laughs> she's going to kill you. Are you is this a cry for help? <laughs> she's, a, she's a very stern lovemaker. <laughs> I feel like I'm in, it, I'm in it for the pillow talk because that woman is... Deranged. Her she menthol cigarette. I can't, I can't fuck with her. She killed a dog. Come on, like you, like you wouldn't want me to like call you like whispering at like three in the morning. All like you won't believe what that crazy. <laughs> Claire's in the other room. Yeah, uh, yeah. Do right, that. Be like, do that. Her, just for the text. Her, ask her what. I, ask her this. She's been in the bathroom for forty-five minutes. I love it. What's... Like I have no poke. <laughs> this is a pokeless episode for me. Wow, zero pokes. Mine is. Huh. Mine is also Claire. <laughs> Dr. Pulaski. Mm. Yes. It's yeah. the cheekbones. I'm sorry. She's great. I love her. She's so great. Yeah. She's but, awesome. Yeah, no. Uh, also, I forgot to mention her stunning outfit. When she goes to visit the lab, she's wearing pearls and this navy blue satiny co- like coat with nothing underneath it. Mm-hmm. Uh, rolled up to the to the forearms and like black plastic jewelry i think or black whatever jewelry and she looks so good 
I think she looks amazing in that they, scene. I mean, aside from the first 10, 15 minutes of the episode, the fashion in this episode is stellar. It's so good. Yeah. It's true. Well, Once they move past sad dental hygienist. The first scene really with Jennifer, pops. that really red satin nightgown shirt. Yeah, her pajamas great. are on point. Oh, mm-hmm. I, didn't, I actually didn't like them. Really? I love that. Oh, I liked it because it just looked like a weird t-shirt made out of red satin. Mm-hmm. I liked the hearts uh, red combo outfit. Mm-hmm. It made them seem like they were um, off-duty figure skaters. Yeah, totally. <laughs> they really do kind of like Valentine's Day up in the heart. Yeah, and universe. they do some matchy matchy shit. Speaking of Valentine's Day, can we talk about how great it is that um, at the beginning when he presents her with the tray with the Jennifer perfume bottle, that he also gives her a Jennifer Heart rose? Yeah. Oh, he does. Go oh. back to episode one heart and right. of season three. Hearts and Flowers. Yeah. Where she pretended to be a rose gardener. <laughs> <laughs> because Max was too ashamed. Yeah. <laughs> that perfume bottle looked like somebody had written on it with a gold Sharpie, though. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it, it was did. like, and that's probably exactly what somebody did. Yeah, even though, those, even though those did not exist, then um, can we discuss Tellarium? Uh, I I can't. I personally can't. I can't either. <laughs> You're gonna. Have yeah, to. What would they be using that for? Do you guys I don't know, know what, what it that is? is? Tellarium. Tellarium. So that's the capsules that Claire mm-hmm. takes out of the laboratory and sticks in the pocket of her blue shirt dress thing mm-hmm. tunic um it's what she uses to gas the hearts supposedly oh but tellarium is um it's a metalloid but it's used primarily as a component in vulcanizing rubber i think is the number one usage for that and it's also like it's poisonous obviously it like it legit is poisonous um and it gives you headaches and nausea and all the things like if you ingest or inhale it and it also has like a super sulfurous smell so that smell of vo- that vulcanized rubber has that sulfury scent that people think is rubber is actually from tellarium from oh. that process. Hmm. whoa yeah. uh yeah what would a perfume lab be doing with that i'm not sure i don't think you would need it to to have like sulfur notes in anything because it's not i mean i i don't know what it was doing there maybe it was there just to make what did you call it um explosion killer dog juice oh yeah (laughs) yeah dog attack juice dog attack juice (laughs) also why do they have a liter of dorton nitrate (laughs) which i'm not a chemist so i don't know but i'm pretty sure it's made up because i googled dorton nitrate and nothing came up (laughs) And under D, under all the nitrates listed on Wikipedia, Dorton is not one of them. So, <laughs> well, well, they weren't going to give you real, exactly real that's, ingredients that's for thing. for explosion for, paste. Yeah, for nitroglycerin. <laughs> yeah, but tellurium is real. So, hmm. oh so, my god, that fucking lab scene where they she puts on they put on these terrible plastic gloves mm-hmm. and then just mix this shit with their hands, which was killing me. And it it looks like what fake psychics used to use in the spiritualist movement to make fake ectoplasm. Uh, yeah. It just yeah. looked like you're going to barf it out. Yeah. But then there's a close up of it and it's got pink in it. So it's like they were making pinatas or something. <laughs> it's really gross yeah. looking like pulpy, pulpy stuff. Paper paste. It's, yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's probably just powdered paper mache 
mm-hmm. which looks exactly like that, mm-hmm. except for the pink part and the explosiveness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a cool scene, though. I like, I enjoyed that. Yeah. I, that I, I loved fun. it. I, I, although I kept thinking, like, this is a chemical laboratory. I know it's a perfumery, but I'm sure that any chemical laboratory is filled with gas masks. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't know. I'm guessing. I'm just I'm just going to throw that out there. I just think that that's so the thing. interesting <laughs> that there were no like I don't know. I think if people made a perfume laboratory, like an R&D space nowadays, it would look a lot different. Well, I mean, no perfume laboratory would look like that. But I mean, they wouldn't have gone all in balls out monster mash um, laboratory. (laughs) Yeah, there was like glass tubes everywhere. And (laughs) yeah, it's it's very much the doggone it's laboratory. (laughs) Just generic lab. But minus the delightful Ruby. Yeah. Did anyone else have the feeling of them smelling every single chemical in the place that they were going to kill themselves? <laughs> Wait, what? It just like they were wandering through this laboratory smelling, smelling everything. everything. And I'm like, you are going to die. Oh, like, yeah. This is you can't that, just take big like, whiffs of chemicals. They would have died before the chemicals came in through the fucking air vents. Yeah. <laughs> when Claire goes into the R&D lab um, by herself, to steal the Tellarium or whatever. I mean, I guess if it's her company, is she really stealing it? I don't know. And but she started they, out in the lab. She did. But there's the guy working in the lab, mm-hmm. and I feel like that guy was channeling everyone that's ever had a boss that gets up in your shit that you do not like. <laughs> and that guy, she comes in, he goes, he goes, uh, can I help you with yeah. something? Come <laughs> on. And the way he says it is so loaded. I mean, that guy's acting, but that guy should get an Emmy <laughs> for just his delivery of that one because it was so authentic and exactly how you would act when like a boss or supervisor is like suddenly up in your shit. And yep. it's like, um, yeah. excuse me, yeah, slash it's yes, because it's excuse me slash fuck you. Yes. Is what that language is. <laughs> and he was speaking it. Fluently and yeah. impeccably. Can you get out of my scent laboratory, please? Yeah, I died when he came at her with that. <laughs> that's pretty amazing. So good. Yeah. And then, so. I mean, maybe that's kind of my secondary poke just for that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm really all in on the assholes this time. He'll put you in your place. Yeah. When uh, he she gets in the car with Alex and he's waiting for her in her car in the parking garage. Uh she says something and then he says, no, my little chemistry maven. It's not like that. <laughs> it's just like, oh, it's so creepy and weird. I mean, their relationship is grotesque. It's disgusting. It is yeah. so not convincing and yucky. Yeah. Uh, every time they kissed, I was very uncomfortable. It's just so yucky. Yeah. Ugh. A little bit, I think... I do have a like a little bit of a rewrite for this one. I did I did enjoy this episode though, so it's not like a rewrite in the term in like I wished they had combined this episode with the one where they go to the high, the high school or prep school reunion mm-hmm. with the weird guy who's hip, the on hypnotized. Campus. One more one more <laughs> cup of coffee guy. 
third and, cup uh, of coffee. Third cup. Do you need a third cup of coffee, John? Yeah. And they had synthesized perfumes that could do all sorts of things. Like the dog attack perfume is really cool, <laughs> but then maybe they spray perfume at somebody and it, they and then they like can control that person, or they spray oh it. God. They spray perfume at a wall and it dissolves the walls, yeah. like shit like that. With you, the, you wanted Karen back. Yeah, Karen. You yeah. definitely wanted Karen back. I think which I also funny. I thought of Karen this entire episode. I was like, oh. This would be Karen's like playground. She Just, would love this job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, because she's also a chemist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Just like it's really like there's a real mm, chemist thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like who's the stop villainizing chemists? Yeah. <laughs> what is what is the stop creepy dogs guy's name? I can't remember. Alex. Oh, one more cup of coffee, guy. Yeah, uh, what's I don't his, name? his name? I don't remember. But I feel like he and Karen should have teamed up. Oh yeah, they'd be good together. Was he was he beta enough for her? <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, she's no. she's really the only racehorse in the couple. So the- <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Big up to Karen. Karen, we love you. You're still number one. Still still number one. one. You're still the yeah. one. <laughs> All right, <laughs> we're Is still it- having fun. <laughs> Is it time for ratings? I think it is. All right. I smell them. Ellen, zero to five hearts. What did you think of this episode? Um, I'm going to give this episode a four and a half. Whoa. Bang. Okay, bye. And okay, that's, bye. Yeah, and, and in Ellen fashion, that's, no reasoning. that's all there is. No reasoning given. <laughs> Other than all the reasons she gave talking about the whole episode. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah. I'm giving it a four. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I I liked how kind of I keep saying realistic. There's nothing realistic <laughs> about any of this, but I liked how the story unfolded. Um, it felt like a hangout episode. Like, yeah, because mm-hmm. it was the hearts weren't actively solving a case for most of the episodes, so they were just living their lives. No, but was, but yeah, what I, what I love home. too is that they're like they're they're genuinely perplexed about what happened. Like this person that they knew died of extremely weird circumstances yeah their precious little dog attacks them mm-hmm. and then they're like something's weird and then as soon as they figure it out they're like let's fuck with him mm-hmm. let's fuck with them like and they they go to great lengths to fuck with this person these people yeah and i'm so into that so four it's yeah. a four like it's not a five because it's it's not a spectacular episode but it is a great one <laughs> I agree. I'm going with a four as well. Yeah. (laughs) It was a very enjoyable episode. And just the middle section threw me a bit. Uh, Kept it from a five, I think. Not that it dragged. Not that I was bored, really. But it just, like, the plot was like, what's happening? Yeah. I think for that whole section, I guess. Were you waiting for it to get weirder? Like, yeah. (laughs) I think so. Like, there's another element thrown in. Yeah. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. I think so. Just felt like the hearts maybe could have figured it out something sooner because it was a dog mm-hmm. attack that killed that guy and then freeway attacked them. <laughs> freeway like. attack is worth it, free, the freeway attack was worth five. Yes. Five hearts. I but know. <laughs> it's pretty great. The way he walked into the room too and like he was knocking at the door. 
and then they open the door that and he just so he cute. looks up it was so like <laughs> boba licious yeah. like he, she, he looks up and goes like Meh, and then just runs at jonathan and then the freeze frame of jonathan fighting him off on the bed best freeze frame of the entire <laughs> so series so far oh man yeah all right well this episode Hearts on the scent gets 12.5. That's a good ass heart attack. I'm so happy. I love I love this show. I'm so happy. <laughs> Ellen, what do we get to talk about next? I'm so glad you asked. Uh next week we're going to be talking about an episode that originally aired on February 22nd, 1983. <sighs> we're going on vacation. <laughs> Again? <laughs> Yep, here we go. Uh, Next week, we're going to talk about Bahama Bound Hearts. (laughs) Bahama Bound Hearts. You heard me. You heard me. Do we have six Hawaiian episodes coming up? (laughs) Bahama Bound Hearts. Jonathan and Jennifer travel to the Bahamas to meet with a recluse and discover that his assistant has replaced him with an imposter to gain control (laughs) of his fortune. Love it. I feel like that's happened before in Hard That has absolutely but... happened before. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's happened a couple times. One of them <laughs> right. was in Hawaii. Again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm excited. <laughs> I feel like we're about to have a string of tropical episodes too. Because... Oh, wait. And Freeway Eats Jonathan. <laughs> oh. Wow. I'm just going to go ahead and say five hearts and you can, <laughs> you can deal with it next week. It's a vor porn episode. <laughs> Vor furry. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Thank you guys all for sticking with us. Thank you for listening. We love you. Uh, Please talk to us on Instagram or Twitter or anywhere. We're lonely. Uh, Please talk to us. Uh, (laughs) You can see us on social media at It Was Murder Pod, both Twitter and Instagram. You can email us at itwasmurderpod at gmail.com. Um, send us your minute maxes. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Um, give it, us five stars and say we're so funny or something. Uh, I promise I won't tell that story about the mummy fragrance <laughs> again. We'll stop you if you try. Will that change things? If she ever does, you can retract <laughs> your rating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Then I'll go in the dunk tank. Uh, I hope you guys are watching along with us on Tubi or or whatever method you possibly can. I think in the UK, you can just watch it on Netflix. Our, Say what? Our yeah. dunk tank is full of Chanel number five. <laughs> oh, that sounds like By a nightmare. <laughs> Total nightmare. Uh that's I think that's all the things I have to say. I keep meaning to make a note that says these are all the things you have to say at the end of the episode. <laughs> I think you say them all the same every I time. I say them every time and I never remember. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think you did it. <laughs> God, I suck at this. Um, it's hard. Anyway. <laughs> please it keep hard. Please keep Thanks, your Joe. scope <laughs> mouthwash away from your dogs because they hate it. Good yeah. night, freeway. Good night, freeway. Good you night, killer. <laughs> Good night, freeway. This interview is over. <laughs> there was another catchphrase from this episode that I thought would be good, but I can't remember what it was. Was it Mrs. Beaumont? Can I help you with something? <laughs> <laughs> it's my nose is destroyed. My nose. This episode is destroyed. That's what our listeners are saying. My ears, they're destroyed. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
Bye bye. Bye bye.